If you hear the, the gospel read about the Good Samaritan, and it's a great story, and it, I'm not going to do anything with the actual story of the Good Samaritan. I mean, Jesus' parable. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to deal with another subject today, and the subject is this. Grant dignity to everyone who is created in the image of God, but still telling the truth. Again, grant dignity to everyone created in the image of God, still telling the whole truth. Now, I am going to tell you the story uh, that was read in the gospel. Deacon Anthony, you did a fair job, but you didn't read it quite the way it was. I mean, it really, this is how it happened. A lawyer stood up and said, Good master, what will I do to inherit eternal life? Because it says he did this to test Jesus. Can you imagine it? That someone had the audacity to test Jesus? I mean, after he'd made the blind see the lame, walk the deaf, hear the dumb speak, the dead be raised, and he still has the audacity to get up, stand up, and test Jesus. And Jesus said, well, you know the commandments, well, you know. Uh, and what does it say in the law? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Your neighbor is yourself. And, and uh, Jesus said, do this and you, you shall live. And by the way, he did ask the most important question that can be asked in the whole world. Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? I mean, that is the big question, isn't it? Yeah, at least it's the right question. And, uh, but then Jesus said, you have... You have answered correctly, this do and you will live. I, I love it because the lawyer is trying to test Jesus and Jesus doesn't even respond to the test in that sense. Yes, do this and you'll live because this is authority speaking back. You know, he, uh, Jesus isn't on trial. It's the lawyer who's on trial, really. And then, but then it says, and he willing to justify himself said, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus replied, lawyer? I've had enough of your stuff. First of all, you test me. And if you had any brains in your head, you know I'm God in the flesh. And furthermore, you don't test God. That's what it says in your law. Thou shalt not test the Lord thy God, doesn't it? That lawyer knew that verse by heart. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, but he did. He tempted the Lord his God. And then, after his God answers it and said, do this and you'll live, but he willing to justify himself. So the Lord said, look, I've had it. I've had it with you lawyers. By the way, I've had it with all of you that don't, that don't believe what I say. No, he didn't say this at all, did he? What did Jesus do? He proceeded to give a proper, intelligent response so powerful that 2,000 years later, that church over there is called the Church of the Good Samaritan. 2,000 years later, we're naming churches after this story. Incredible, isn't it? Now, why do I say this? Folks, sometimes we don't deal with our enemies and with those who are opposed to us. We don't deal with them very well. It was approximately 1967. I'm embarrassed to tell this story. I'm actually ashamed of it. And I debated all last evening and today whether I would actually tell you this. 
Some of you know I used to speak to very large crowds of college kids. And this was about 1967. It was the University of Michigan. It was the Student Union. I do not remember by any means every place I have ever spoken, but I surely do remember this. There were about 900 kids in the Student Union that night, and I was giving a lecture on sex, love, and marriage. And I got to a particular point in my lecture, and I heard a voice, a female voice, somewhere in the audience saying, Bull! Now that's very incongruous, isn't it? A female voice saying that. And I let it go. And then about 10 seconds later, Bull! And I let it go. I thought, I don't know what that is, but it, you know, it's just sort of a jolt. And then about 10 seconds later, Bull! And I said, who said that? And this voice said, I did. I said, you come up here. And she did. You know, I'm really ashamed. You know, I really beat her up verbally. You know, I won the argument in front of the people. And when I left that night, I was so proud of myself. Do you know what I didn't grant her? I didn't grant her dignity. I did tell the truth, but I didn't grant her dignity. And 39 years later, I'm still sorry. Because what happened that day, you know, the next night, the truth was, the next night, there were 1,800 kids that came. Some of them even really liked what I said. But I'm ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed that I told the truth. But I am sorry that I did not grant her dignity. Jesus was tested by the lawyer. Did Jesus know what was in the hearts of men? It says he did, doesn't it? And he stood up to test the Lord. Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? A 32-year-old or a 31-year-old father, John, would have said, what are you asking me that for? You know good and well what I'm going to answer. But not the Lord. What does it say in your law? And he quoted it. Do this and you'll live. And he willing to justify himself. And Jesus didn't even sigh. He just said, A certain man went from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And he told the story of the Good Samaritan. Now, why do I tell this? There are times, honestly, folks, I think Mary Ellen does this even more than I do. She listens to a lot of television, uh, news. She's a news junkie. And she'll often say, I was embarrassed because a Christian, a professing Christian will make a comment and she's embarrassed. And when she tells me I'm embarrassed, why? Because so often Christians give answers that don't grant dignity. We need to give dignity to every person. Now you say, oh, but Father, what about when Jesus let the scribes and the Pharisees have it? You generation of snakes. Now wait a minute. He told the truth. And if you go read that text carefully, which we read every single Holy Week, and we do not read it once, we read it more than once. When he says this, he's not out of control. He is simply telling the truth. 
precisely the truth, but he never even there steps away from dignity. Now, why is this all so important? Because how we speak to people tells a lot about what we believe about creation and what we believe about God. Now, you can answer me out loud. What does the Bible say? that Our God created man in what? His own image and likeness. I've told you this story once or twice, but I'll tell it again, and many of you have never heard this story. A man went to a monastery, and he was a skeptic. He didn't believe in God. He was essentially an atheist. And he went to the monastery, and he went to the abbot of the monastery. That's the head of the monastery. And he said, I want to see God. And the abbot responded like Jesus would have. And the abbot said, okay, I'll show you God. And the man said, you will? You'll show me God? And the abbot said, yes, I'll show you God. And the man said, then go ahead and show me. So the abbot took him to the most grungy monk in the monastery. And if you've ever been to a monastery, there are times when you'll find some people that are not in the greatest of shape. That's one of the reasons some of them are there. They've gone to the only place they can survive. So this monk was sort of shabby, and, and the abbot turned to this man who was questioning, he said, there is God. And the man said, that's not God, that's just an old grungy monk. And the abbot said, if you cannot see God in that man, then you will never see God at all. What was his basis for the comment? Because God created man in his own image and likeness. And, therefore, even though we have fallen humanity, it is still in the image of God. Three Sunday nights ago, or two Sunday nights ago, it was October 28th, I think, or 29th, I did something that would scandalize a few of you, but because I have a friend in town that I met at Georgia Tech many years ago, he asked me to attend his church for an evening service where they were celebrating Reformation Sunday. October 31st is the celebration of the Protestant Reformation. And uh, so they had seven ministers from the San Diego area that were there. And they were there to uh, give a little thing about the Reformation, uh, the main doctrines of the Reformation. And this man called me and I, I said, I'll go. So I did. I, I went to the Orthodox Presbyterian Church over here off the eight. And one of the men got up and he began to speak on the subject of total depravity. Now, some of you were at one time in your life what we call five-point Calvinist. And I listened, and I, I listened to the man speak, and as I listened to total depravity, that is the doctrine that there is absolutely nothing that a human being can do that is really worth anything. And I thought how far that is from what the Scriptures teach and what we as Orthodox Christians believe because we believe no matter how fallen a human being is, that still that person is in the image of God. But I could not help but sit there and think in my mind, no wonder there is so much in our country of treating people disrespectfully when we are taught from infancy that we are totally depraved human beings and then we tend to treat each other like it. I can remember, I have probably heard this comment that I'm going to make, I've probably heard it at least a couple hundred times, where someone would be talking to somebody with respect to Christ, 
and he'd say, well, I really, I told him the truth, and by the time I was gone, at least he knew what was going to happen to him. And then wondering why there was no response. We treat people as Jesus did. We treat every person with dignity, and yet tell the whole truth. A man came to St. Anthony to Vespers a week ago last night. He's going to write an article about us and the reader. Don't expect it to be great. He called during the week, and there was a little bit of antagonism in the conversation. Since this homily was coming up, I thought I'd better treat him with dignity and respect. Now, I don't know what will come up, but I thought, I wish I had been treated with dignity. I wish I had been approached by the reporter with dignity and respect. And then I thought, then I need to treat with dignity and respect. Whatever you would that men would do to you, do for them. We call this the golden rule. So my encouragement and my challenge to you today is, I desire that the people of St. Anthony be known as a people who treat everyone. Even our enemies, even those who are opposed to us, even those with whom we do not agree, even those who are trying to cause us difficulty, treat them with dignity and respect and yet tell the truth.